0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC. I'm
1: going to welcome you into a very special edition of the PHNX Coyotes podcast. We're stepping away from the NHL for a minute. We're going to bring it a little closer to home, and we're going to talk Arizona high school hockey. And joining me today is the play-by-play voice of Arizona high school hockey, Dylan Pescador. Dylan, thanks for taking the time and joining me today. Of course, Petey. What a great studio you guys have, and this is going to be a really good show. Well, what do you
2: think of the tournament so far, Dylan? I think the tournament has been so fun. This is the first year we've had all playoff games, quarterfinals, semis, and now the championship at Mullet Arena. And it's been a great experience not only for fans for us but also the players
1: yeah and i tell you what it's been the hard work of one man that got this tournament uh, at the Mullet Arena. And I tell you what, it's been really special for these kids to get the opportunity to play at Mullet. So before we start talking about the matchups, and we're going to talk about last night's semifinal matchups, we're going to talk about how those games went. And then we're going to talk about the big game on Sunday with the Arizona State High School Hockey Championship with an amazing matchup between Centennial and Notre Dame. But before we do that, we're going to bring the the man that made all this happen. We're going to bring in Asha President, Kenny McGinley, Kenny, thanks so much for joining us and taking the time out of your incredibly busy schedule.
3: It's uh, It's been quite the week here. It's a little busier than most, but uh, always happy to be here with you, Petey, and, uh, and Dylan as well. So my pleasure.
1: You know, we looked at these. You've, you've had three great days and three incredibly busy days of hockey already down at the mullet. How has the tournament gone so far? And how are the preparations going for the game on Sunday?
3: Well, we'll have to ask Dylan how the games have gone because I haven't gotten to watch any of them. Um, I've been running around uh, like crazy, but I think the atmosphere, the excitement, the you know the amount of people that you know been walking around with a smile on their face has said that it's gone well so far. Um, preparations for Sunday. This is actually the part I'm excited about because we did this one last year, so this should be the easiest. It's only one game in one day. Um, I think people kind of know what to expect now, having gone through it last year. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited for Sunday. Um, we got the matchup that I think will produce the most excitement come Sunday, um, and and now we're just I mean I'm counting down the the minutes now. I just want it to start and and want to get hockey playing.
2: What a year it's been for the league. Kenny, tell us how many teams, how many high schools through the four divisions, one, two, three, and JV, and how many players signed up for OSHA this year. Yeah, we
3: got 14 different programs across the state, all the way from Flagstaff down to Tucson and obviously Phoenix metro area. Those 14 programs are comprised of 40 teams. And this year, I believe it's 761 players. Um, They represent, this is a crazy number to me, represent almost 130 different high schools in Arizona um, when when combined into those teams. So we're we're really kind of the footprint across the entire state there. And yeah, this, we're now, we're down to our top two D one teams come Sunday.
1: And you talk about that. Can you talk about the growth and some people say hockey doesn't work in the desert and people aren't interested in hockey. I think what you've done with the growth of Asha really proves that, that theory wrong. And, And I said earlier about how you've been able to take this program yourself and all the hard work you've done to get this to the mullet. How did the state high school hockey tournament get to come to mullet arena?
3: Yeah. I mean, the first one, the first state championship game I was at was in 2008 at the ice den and and the arena was completely packed and we thought it was the greatest thing ever. And at the time it was, it was uh, pinnacle Notre Dame overtime thriller. And looking back, we probably thought it was 5,000 people in there, but with the size of a youth rink, like the ice den, it was, it was 500 people in there. Um, and that trend continued and and, you know, it, it really came down to ASU and Coach Powers and, and you know, all the the people that were involved there in building Mullet Arena that allowed us to grow outside of a youth rink. Um, Gila River or Jobbing.com, whatever whatever it's been called, was too big for, for youth hockey and high school hockey and too far away. Um, there were a couple of games there over the years, but this college rink, 5,000 seats, intimate, small, lower bowl is just the perfect place for, for the next step of you know something like this in in Arizona,
2: um, go ahead. Two of the top teams in Arizona, sixteen and four Centennial, number three Notre Dame. They've been in the championship now four straight years. What do you think of this matchup between West Side and East Side? Yeah, I mean, watching throughout the year, I think it
3: it started trending this way. Uh, towards the end of the year. I know I had some Centennial people mad at me at the beginning of the year when they were placed in the D1 division. Uh, last year was not the best year for the Centennial program. They reloaded with some new players, some players got older and better. Um, and and I, I was giggling with some of them last night that they were asking to be in D2 uh, to start the year. And, and now they're the number one seed heading into the championship game. So I guess they had to admit that that we got it right there. Um, Notre Dame, obviously, a bit of a, a revenge tour from last year, um, being in this spot and and frequently in this spot, per your comment. Um, the matchup is, is ideal in my mind. Both rosters look identical in terms of high power on offense, good players, a mix of travel players that play in other programs, um, some older players, a bunch of seniors on these teams, um, good goaltending like... It's just, it should produce a really, really good hockey game on Sunday. If we can match last year's hockey game, I don't know how we do that, but if we can match it, that'd be incredible.
1: Well, I know both of us were at the game last year. It was an outstanding championship and a way to end the the high school season a year ago. We're hoping for another great tilt on Sunday. Make sure everybody go out and get their tickets. We're going to have all that information at the end of the show. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll tweet it out from here. And Asha will tweet it out. Kenny, thanks so much for your time. Get back to work. I know you got to get things all ready for Sunday, but we appreciate you stepping in.
3: Boys, we appreciate you both. We can't wait to have you both call the game Sunday. Dylan's, Dylan's been incredible all year. PD. I know you've uh, been around the game a long time, but I think you missed your call, and I think you were meant to be in the broadcast booth the entire time, buddy.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. Don't let that secret out, Kenny. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you really soon, and we'll see you on Sunday. See you, boys. Yes. Well, I, I think it's exciting, and I think it's important that, that Kenny got a chance to speak because there are a lot of that 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 you know, hockey can't make it in Arizona. High school hockey no good. Go see these games. Like The the excitement, the talent level, it's outstanding.
2: It's outstanding, and for them to be able to play at Mullet Arena is just a different thing. You mentioned, or Kenny mentioned, 2008 Ice Den. There was nothing better than a packed Ice Den in a great game, but it outgrew it. The game outgrew the Ice Den, right? It needed a bigger venue. Mullet came around, perfect size, perfect
1: platform for this league. Yeah, well, let's get into what we're here for. Let's start talking about what led up to these this brilliant matchup between Notre Dame and Centennial. So let's take a look back to last night's game. Um, let's start with the first game of the night. It was the, it was Notre Dame t- facing off against um, Mountain Ridge. It was an outstanding hockey game to start. And, and I wanna start this one off by talking about Mountain Ridge. And, and I, I wanna talk about what this team went through to get there. You look at a team that's built differently than most high school hockey teams. Mountain Ridge is built with depth and, and really young talent. You, you look at most high school teams, their first top line, can roll through this league offensively. And, And I don't think Mountain Ridge was built that way. They were balanced, they defended really well, they were well coached. And I think everything went really well for them in the first period until the last minute. You're right, they played 14 minutes and 30 seconds of their hockey.
2: They are a four line, true deep team that they can play any line at any time, shorthanded power play, no matter the score. And they have a lot of young players, which means this experience of playing in a big playoff game, it's going to help them in, in the future. 14 minutes and 30 seconds of good hockey. They score first with Quinar getting the goal, but then the penalty at the end of the first period, offensive zone penalty, Notre Dame makes you pay as they always usually make you do. And then it kind of really turned after that.
1: Yeah. And let's look a couple of the goals from last night's game. Now, by the way, for those who are just tuning into the PHNX YouTube channel, for the first time, we usually have someone behind the Mac helping us out produce. Today, it's up to me to <laughs> produce this show by myself. So, if there are video mistakes or if you see some text mistakes, hey, it's on me, my fault. So, let's take a look at a couple of the goals from last night's Notre Dame Mountain Ridge game. Kaplan to Borazone, who
2: shoots, he scores. <laughs> The line. Gramlick already with two assists tonight. Right back in front, they score! There's number three, Bjorn
1: Dahl. And I, and I know, okay, it just gives you a little taste of what was going on and what the excitement was like there. And I think one of the key things you saw there, if you saw the second play there, was Reed Gramlich coming in with speed, coming in and delivering a puck back the way he came to the strong side. It was a heck of a play. Talk about Reed Gramlich and what he does for this Notre Dame Saints team.
2: Yeah, Pete, I've been with, with the league for three years now, and I don't think I've ever seen a more skilled player than Reed Gramlich. Skill, speed, like you said, he changes a game just by being out there he's not going to be the goal scorer at most times. He had three assists last night, and all of them were because of him. The others were just tap-ins for the goals. He got his goal, the fourth one, but he's a true game-changer. He is right up there one two three in terms of the best player in asha best player in arizona at the high school level you can't say enough about them
1: yeah, yeah. talk about notre dame talk about what this team is and what people can expect on sunday from this notre dame offense well this notre dame program is tradition right they've been in countless championships this is
2: going to be their fourth straight championship they have a couple players on the team who have been in that final every single year of their high school career They've done it before. They've played in consistent big games. They're coming off two straight losses in the championship. right? And that's a little bit of revenge for them. Pinnacle three years ago, Desert Vista last year. Now they get their chance to be on top, facing off with Centennial great coaching Charles Missio along with his coaching staff and this is a championship team no doubt
1: yeah and you talked about his coaching staff a couple of guys you, you want to mention you want to talk about Zach Fryer and Taylor Nelson and, and Aiden Sullivan a, a son of former uh, Coyote's assistant general manager Steve Sullivan you look at this this team give us some of the other names I know we're about Gramlich already but give us some of the other names from this Notre Dame Saints team
2: yeah I'll start with the forwards you have Gramlich but you you can't even just focus on him because there's so much other talent. Cody Bjorn number one. Sam Borzone, Tate Mickey's been really good for them. Sam Borzone at that, and and Justin Kaplan. I can name you off 12 guys in terms of their forwards that are going to make an impact in this game. Back on defense, it's led by the top two D, Adam Kaplan, Madden Hoganauer, Chase Kaplan in there as well. He's been such a huge impact. Jack Wilson at that. And then back on the on the back end, Matthew Gahan. He's been there for four years. This is gonna be his second championship that he's played in. And he's told me, he said, this is the game he wants revenge for last year. He's going to do everything he can to win this game on Sunday.
1: And the other thing that Notre Dame has, and it's a team we talked about that high-powered offense, and we saw that, and we saw that in their victory last night over Mountain Ridge, but the team also defended extremely well, and I think that goes to their coaching. Sometimes it gets overlooked because of their offense, how well this team can defend, and they also have those role players that kind of just rise to the occasion, and we look at their, their quarterfinal matchup when it was Koch, and Koch was unbelievable, goal and assist in the quarterfinal game, and last night, the freshmen was Hordichuk, And I thought Hordechuk played well, forechecked well, made a big play in the neutral zone for a tic-tac-toe goal that was, might be the best goal of the semifinals. So I, I think that's one of the things that Notre Dame does so well is they're deep and they're led by that high-end talent. And again, we talked about Gramlich, but let's hear what the head coach Charles Missio had to say after the game last night against Mountain Ridge. We're heading back to the state finals, the state championship for the fourth time in the row. How are you feeling right now after this win? Fantastic. We, uh,
4: this one, we're calm, cool, and collective coming in. Uh, we were due. This is, this is, we're back, and uh, we got something to prove.
1: Do you think having experience playing at the mullet and having kids that have been to the state finals
4: before gives you a little bit of an edge no matter who your opponent tomorrow i think so i think uh, i think they all have butterflies coming into this uh, regardless if this is their first or their fourth time um you know we have a couple seniors that have played on four Teams that have vied for a state title, which is fantastic, but they're still nervous. Uh, as coaches, we're still nervous. Um, you know, the league has incredible parity. So, whomever we match up against has been—they've been phenomenal hockey games. Uh, we're peaking at the right time. And we feel really good. Everyone knows about the offense this team has, the speed that this Notre Dame
1: team has. Speak about the other side of the puck, the defensive side. How well this team played defensively
4: tonight. I, I think the motto was keep it simple and this is a very dangerous team offensively that we just played against. They love to take the puck down the wall. They love to look to the slot. Uh, our defenseman just kept everyone wide and we did a nice job collapsing on that slot when their players, when their players were rushing the net. And uh, Matthew Matthew covered the first puck which was key, absolutely key to tonight's game. Uh, this team has been phenomenal all year about picking up second pucks, getting the second try and Matty really shut down that first ch- that second chance.
1: Talk about your speed and the skill at the top end, guys. Like, Reid Greinlich, to me, like, he took over this game. And he's done that for this team year after year after year. I remember watching him play when he was a younger player. And he was doing it defensively,
4: blocking shots, playing hard. Can you speak about him a little bit? Sure. Uh, Reed is absolutely a team leader. He leads quietly. He leads by example. Uh, I mean, I've, we haven't measured his speed, but I'm, I'm assuming he's one of the faster guys in the league. Uh, his ability to handle the puck through traffic is fa- fantastic, and he keeps his head up, and he's always looking for for that player. Uh, it's we give him green light to go to the net, um, but he's he's throwing guys off with uh, his his team play right now. He's you know really throwing defensemen off. So you've got days off. What does the next couple of days look like for your guys? Uh, a lot of R and R. Uh, we will get together on Saturday and do some sound meditation, and hopefully the sun's shining. We don't get this big rain that we're all talking about. Uh, we have a couple dinners to go to. Uh, we our D2 team uh, D2 team plays on Saturday night, so the D1 guys will be there to support that. Uh, we'll get a skate or two in before and uh, just focus. Just keep our keep our wits about us uh, moving forward against whichever opponent we we face. Best of luck, Coach. Thank you so much. Well,
1: you heard from Charles and I I know this team will be prepared. He's a guy that's been there before. He's part of the program for a very long time, relies heavily on his his assistant coaches and the program itself. I know this team will be prepared. Thoughts on Notre Dame? I think Notre Dame, like you said, they've
2: been here before. They know exactly what to do. They know exactly how to prepare. And when you have that experience of being not only in playoff games, in championship games, and you know that game from last year has been eating at them day after day. They're going to get their revenge, or at least look for it, on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and let's let's go to let's be honest here. This is a matchup of two extremely talented players, programs, and and traditions. And it starts in Notre Dame with Reed Granlick. And got a chance to catch up with him after the game. Let's see what Reed had to say post game after the semifinal victory. Another trip back to the state championship, what does it mean to you as a senior going into this game on Sunday?
5: I mean, it means everything. After losing the last two years in the championship, I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, motivation. And I think we're riding off some good momentum, so
1: we're going to give it our all. You look at your game today, you, you dominated the game today. Your speed can take over a game. How does it feel for you personally? You put up four points today. How do you feel about your game today?
5: Um, I mean, I was just trying to distribute the puck and use my feet, move around defensemen, and I think I did that pretty well. And I mean, everyone was finishing on good chances, so that was good. I think everyone played well all the way toward goalie, Matthew Gahan. Letting in one goal, I mean, that's huge for him.
1: What's the strength of this team? I and mean, we talk about the speed you have, you got when you got yourself, and you've got that speed game, but talk about how well this team defends in their own end.
5: Oh yeah, I mean, our defense are top notch. You got 5D that you can just rely on in any moment. They all can move the puck. They all can play
1: good defensive zone and yeah. So you, you've been here before. We talked about last year's game, you know, Desert Vista, you had them up 4-1, you had the game under control and it slipped away. How important is it for you to come out and have a good performance this Sunday?
5: I mean I think we've been using we've been looking back at that moment and we're not gonna let that happen again, blowing a comeback like that. I mean that's been our that's been our like motto in the locker room. I mean going into the third for the last two games we've just we've gone out and we've given it our all, finished the game off strong and
1: I think we're gonna do that again. You got you got Centennial Pinnacle coming up next. Yeah. Does it matter to the Notre Dame Prep Saints which team you get on Sunday? Um I mean
5: I think both teams would be good. We lost the Pinnacle two years ago in the state championship, and um, we've lost the Centennial twice this year. So I think both are a good story for us to come back and win.
1: So, yeah. Congratulations, You're a hell of a hockey game. Thank Thanks. Well, it's good to hear from that Ken. I tell you what, when you when you see this team play, he jumps off the page. At you. And so this is a Notre Dame team, with a lot of skill, a lot of speed. They defend well, um, not a lot of uh, of holes in this team. They got Gahan. I don't think it got really tested in that semifinal game. Um, I think he's shown that he can be the guy. He just didn't have to be the guy. He's going to have to be on his game against their opponent, Centennial.
2: Yes, and this is going to be the best team that Notre Dame has faced in the playoffs bar none, a centennial team that has been number one all season long, 16 and four on the entire season. And they've run away offensively. They they had almost six goals per game this yeah. year
1: there's no doubt this Centennial team uh, can light it up offensively so that's going to bring us to the next game the next semifinal game where they face off against the pinnacle pioneers and, and again I, w- I want to start with the opponents first pinnacle comes into this one of the one of the story traditions in high school hockey here in the state of Arizona they came in to this one the underdog and I tell you what I thought they played a perfect first period uh, not only did they defend the speed of Centennial which jumps jumps out at you they also defended the net front extremely well they had good goals Goaltending, and they get the lead on, on an early goal. I think the first period was perfect. Unfortunately, the second period didn't start the same. 12 seconds into the period, they give up a goal. And, and I think from there, the momentum just shifted. A couple of penalties late in the frame cost this Pinnacle team, and the game just started to slip away from them. The one good thing about Pinnacle is they've got a y- lot of young players that are gonna be back for this team. I thought Derryberry was outstanding for them last night. I think Illing is a player that's, that really has the speed and skill. So I think you're gonna see Pinnacle back again a year from now, What did you think of the Pinnacle performance last night?
2: Well, I think, like you said, they played the perfect first period. And I've seen Centennial about five or six times this year. I have never seen them really not score in the first period. And Pinnacle, like you said, they really did a good job of shutting down their big dogs. Really good defense of Derryberry, Williams on the back end, Glantz, Ian Schmall. Their defense was very good for the first period. But you let this Centennial team have one inch and they'll take a mile. That's what happened in the second.
1: Yeah, and I think when we talk about Centennial, this team has been the number one team in the state the entire season. Um, They just rack up the goals. It's an incredibly offensive team, and this is where the similarities are between Notre Dame and Centennial. You talk about team speed, you top out their top players, are their top players on each team. They both defend well, and the goaltending, it's been a tandem for Centennial. You talked about Taylor played in the quarterfinal games. He was outstanding, and Gibbs last night, in that first period, he was outstanding and I, he was their best player through the first period and a half. Um, they're going to need good goaltending against this powerhouse of a Notre Dame team. But when you talk about Centennial, you talk about their big players and, and it starts with, the league leader in points for the entire state of Arizona, and that's Cade Pareja. And I tell you, when you watch this Centennial team play, you notice Cade Pareja. He has got incredible speed, his skill, his hands. He played defense for a bit last night. But it's not just Cade Pareja. Talk about some of the other top players at Centennial.
2: Yeah, they got a lot of, really the top six for both of these teams, Centennial and Notre Dame, are very comparable. They both have very strong, high-end talent. On their top six, Ryan Gabuya, Ryan McCaughey, Jackson Steele in there as well. Chase Kane, you meant you, you saw him last night. Yeah. A big physical body in front. Those are the guys on offense you really have to look out for for Centennial. On defense, very similar to Notre Dame. They, they play a very stout defense. I thought Casillas was really good last night. I, I think their defense is really getting going, and Andrew Switchenberg leads it, the captain on defense.
1: And Switchenberg is absolutely terrifying on the power play that's one thing i think pinnacle really where they started the struggles when they took penalties notre dame can't take penalties in this either team it, that that yeah either team both of these power plays are exceptional we talked about their skill you put five of their best players on the ice at the same time with a man advantage they're dangerous so you gotta stay out of the penalty box for both teams tomorrow
2: and that could be the key on sunday right it could be who wins a special teams battle that could be who's raising the trophy at the end of the day i think that notre dame power play mention the names Centennial power play mention the names special teams and goaltending are the two keys okay we're going
1: to try this again this is Steve Peters as the producer we're going to take a look at a couple of the goals by Centennial in last night's semifinal game against Pinnacle
2: his shot shoulder safe Shorto goes behind them. they score oh a mistake by Shorto
1: and Steel ties this up at one and momentum changes that quick. i
2: are going to set it up. Back to him from Gabuya. Pereja back in front. They score! It took them only 17 seconds on the power play. And the Coyotes, they're going to give it to Kane, who
1: is right. It's a statement. Back in front! They score! McCaughey! And again, right when we're saying it, we talk about the momentum shift to Centennial. They don't need an on-man rush. They can set
2: it up from behind the net, and McCaughey scores to put up the...
1: Okay, I know the editing wasn't great on that, but you get the idea. This team is an offensive powerhouse in Centennial, and I think that's what's so fun about this matchup is they're both so evenly matched. They're both high-powered. They both can skate like the wind. They've got great power plays. The goaltending has been both, and they can defend. So what do you think about this game and this matchup on Sunday? This game on Sunday is
2: going to be determined by the goaltending, and funny enough, there is a very strong connection between these two goaltenders, Logan Gibbs for Centennial, the junior, and the senior, Matthew Gayann they faced off in the quarterfinals. Now, as Kenny McGinley mentioned, it was not a great year for the Centennial program last year. They found a way to upset Flagstaff in the play-in game. They got to the quarterfinals and Logan Gibbs against Notre Dame had the game of his life. He had 50 saves. He kept his team in it. Centennial only had about 10 or 11 skaters that day. Now imagine Logan Gibbs with this defense, with this forward uh, group in front of him. This is going to be Uh, part two to that story
1: well let's hear from Centennial head coach Caleb Drinkhouse in his first year behind the Centennial bench see what he had to say about last night's game coach Drinkhouse this team has been at the top of the high school standings all season long what does it mean for this team to be going to the championship game this weekend
0: it means everything right Uh, last year we finished dead last Centennial has been known to have a lot of problems recently they bought in fully this year and that's they worked all year for it so it's means everything.
1: You you look at this team and you're built on offense. The the amount of goals you score per game, your speed, your offense. Today, I think you showed your defense. Can this team play any way they need to to win a game? I think we've been, I don't want to say overlooked in a lot of areas. We're always known
0: because we score a lot of goals. Yes, but defensively, we have the top four defense I think in the league with Switchenberg, Niles, Casillas, and Smitty. And then our goaltending kind of gets overlooked too. I mean, Taylor or Gibbs can stand on their head at any night. So I think we can beat any
1: team with everybody at any different direction, wherever the game goes. I, I thought Gibbs was the best player on the ice. What does that mean for this team to have that kind of confidence in their goaltender backstock being that?
0: Um, I mean it means everything. If you start out from goaltender out, if you have the confidence you can play any way. I mean Gibby or Taylor, they have the confidence in both of them,
1: so they both can play out of their minds. You talk about Cade Pereja, a dynamic player, and not only with his speed and skill, but his size. Like He's a physically big guy. What's it like watching him play every single day? It's a, it's fun to watch, right? It's an honor to watch a player
0: like that. Um, he's got endless moves. He's got the ability. I mean, he can do anything. Um, it's easy to coach him. Sometimes you have to rein him in a little bit just because he always wants to score.
1: He's like, I got to get the goal, got to get the goal. But he's a good player. So, I mean, he's fun to watch. I tell you, you know, you've got the Notre Dame Saints coming up on Sunday. You've played them a few times this season. What are you thinking about going into this game on Sunday? Um,
0: they're like the uh, like Pinnacle. They're, they're the top team. They've been known to be head of Arizona hockey for a while. we got to work cut out for us, but I mean, I'm confident in our team.
1: Thanks a lot, Coach. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks, Coach. Okay, well, you heard him talk about Cade Pereja. We've all talked about him. He's led this state in scoring. He's a dynamic player. He's also a dynamic kid. I got a chance to catch up with him after the game as well. Let's listen to Centennial scoring leader Cade Pareja. Cade, okay, this team has been in first place all season. What does this mean for this team to win this game and go to the state championship on Sunday?
6: Oh, it's huge. Uh, it's our first time. We, we've never been there before. It'll be new. Uh, we just got to go out there. Yeah. If they don't shut us, me down, they have to shut them down, and that's hard to do. We're a good team, gotta shut us down.
1: You talk about this team, and I think it's deep from the top on down. It's not just one line, it's not just one player. What do you speak to about the entirety of this team that you have? Offense, we're just all offense. We
6: score a lot of goals. If we don't score, it's not good for us. But we got the guys on defense. They're doing a
1: hell of a lot for us. Speaking about guys on defense, if you watch closely, you played a lot at the back end tonight. Are you comfortable playing at the back end and playing a little bit of defense? Uh, When they're shutting me
6: down, I got to do something. So I got to help the team out in defense. And if, if the puck comes to me, I like to rush it. And if it goes from there, it goes from there.
1: Let's talk about your game. Your game is speed, it's power, it's getting to net. What makes you the player you are that led you lead this state in scoring this year?
6: I'd say speed and seeing where I. if there's a guy in front of me, I shoot it. If I know I can get around him, I drive to the net and try and get it around the goalie.
1: You've got to play the Notre Dame Saints on Sunday. team you've played and beaten so far this season. What are you thinking about going into this game on Sunday?
6: Uh, I would think there are a lot of offense, too. they got that one line, Reed Gramlich, Cody Björndahl. If we stop them down, I think we win. Uh, their defense, th- they're good, but I don't know if they can handle our offense, and we just got to beat them offensively.
1: Thanks a lot, Kate. Thanks for your time.
6: Thank you.
1: Wow. <laughs> I tell you, that's one confident kid. And, and I tell you what, this is going to be a great matchup. It's, you know, it's Pareja versus Like It's speed versus speed. It's skill versus skill. If you get an opportunity, make sure you, you try to put this Sunday into your plans. It's 5 o'clock at Mullet Arena. Get down there and watch it. Uh, Two really talented hockey teams battle this out. Um, Final thoughts on this matchup from you, Dylan. Well,
2: I think this is the perfect matchup for this league. It is tradition winning for Notre Dame, and it's trying to be the new guy with your centennial, right? You're trying to take down the big monster that's been there for years past, and they are the monster of the league this year, the Centennial Coyotes. Well,
1: and I want to encourage you, Dylan and I were both there calling the game last season, and if you don't think high school hockey is exciting, I want you to take a quick peek at the way last year's state tournament ended. We're going to show you two goals. Here is the tying goal. Pulled goalie for Desert Vista against Notre Dame one year ago at the Mullet. Let's take a look at it. Kept in by Chadwick. Back
2: to Jim. He shoots. He shoots. Oh, no!
1: Yeah, and now, to start overtime, overtime, the state championship game, let's take a look at the winning goal of last year's state tournament.
2: Almost turned it over, but got it out, past Gramlich. Here comes Ensley, his shot blocked, another shot, he score, right to the
1: Well, I want to make sure you become a part of that. Make sure you check out and get tickets. Tickets are available now. You can go to Ticketmaster. You can get tickets at the door. Go to Asha.org for more information on the game. It's Sunday at 5. Dylan will be there. I will be there. It's an ideal matchup of two of the powerhouses in the state of Arizona. And if you're watching this show on YouTube right now, make sure you subscribe to the PHNX YouTube channel and don't miss all of the great content we spit out here at PHNX. Not just the Coyotes, but Suns, Diamondbacks, Cardinals, ASU, U of A. Find it all here at PHNX. If you're listening to on our podcast, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the podcasts and audio-only content that we turn out here at PHNX. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you sign follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. I want to say thanks to Dylan for his time today. I'm Petey. This is PHNX, and we'll see you at the rink.